Hey everyone, this is Coach Allie with the Powerhouse Podcast, bringing you this week's episode 158. This is week two of our pageant newbie series. What do I say in a pageant interview? Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Allie Swanson Mancuso and Megan Swanson Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 158, the second episode of our pageant newbie series, Today, I'm going to talk about what do I say in my pageant interview. So this is by far a top question that we get from pageant women that are brand new in competing and also pageant women who have been around the block and been competing as well. So interview is obviously extremely important, regardless of the pageant system that you are in. So I want to give you some tangible, practical principles that pretty much applied to every single interview that you will ever face, even a job interview. Some of these will too. So I want to get right into it because there are some overall principles of interview, some basic do's and don'ts. So number one, if you don't know how a pageant interview flows or what to expect, the very first thing that I always tell people is it's just a conversation and they are there to get to know you. So take the pressure and the stress off of it of I'm in a stuffy room, I'm, I'm in a cocktail dress or I'm in a pantsuit and I'm meeting strangers. No, this is the example that I say to any of my clients. Imagine you are sitting at a Denny's or an IHOP or wherever your comfy restaurant is across from your best friend and they were asking you some of these questions. How would your vocal tone be? How would you respond to them? You'd be very calm and confident in your answers because you feel like it's a safe zone. So number one, above anything else, above any tip or trick or anything that I can possibly teach you, it's you have to get your mindset right to be comfortable and feeling like this is a safe space for me to talk about myself. Even though the nature of the game with pageantry is that you're kind of being judged in that moment because that's what we signed up for, right? We're opening ourselves up, say, here I am world, and you're going to judge me and I'm okay with that, right? That's a very vulnerable place to be, but it takes a level of emotional intelligence to walk into that room and the inner thoughts inside of you are saying, you know what? I'm going to choose to be open and honest because it's a pleasure for you to get to know me here today. And again, don't actually say that, but let that be the confidence that you're telling yourself. Let that be the thought that you're telling yourself in between um, your ears, because that is a vibe that judges can latch onto. When a girl is like, yeah, let me tell you about myself in this moment. It's not coming from a place of being conceited, it's confidence and saying, you know, whatever you ask me, I'm just talking about my life. And when you frame it that way, before you even step in the interview room, there's a level of calm that can come over you because you've already prepared because you already brain mapped what that conversation is going to be like. So wanted to start with that, but overall, 
If you have no idea what to say in a pageant interview, number one, talk about you. Okay. It shouldn't be a hard thing to do to talk about yourself, but some people really struggle with it. And it's something that it's okay to practice about it because you're the one living your life. But are you able to communicate the stories of your life to explain your accomplishments without just listing them as facts, but tell the story and the emotion behind the things that you actually experience in your life. So talk about you and let the judges get to know you. Number two, talk about your accomplishments, your hobbies, your passions, your platform. Now that word platform, if you don't know what that is and you are a newbie to pageants, platform is basically your cause or your advocacy that you want to communicate in the pageant or in life. So maybe you are really, really passionate about the environment. Maybe you are extremely passionate about um, helping people recover from eating disorders, or maybe you're passionate about health and fitness, whatever it is, that can count as a platform. Now, make sure you understand the verbiage behind the pageant system that you're competing in. I'll use Miss America as an example. They don't say the word platform anywhere. They say the word social impact initiative. It basically means platform, but it's whatever cause you're passionate about that creates change around you and creates an impact into others' lives. So that's really important. If your pageant system does not require you to have a platform, I always encourage people to still have something that you're passionate about because number one, it provides more experiences and more storylines for you to tap into in your interview. And number two, it showcases you as a more diverse individual that doesn't just care about yourself and can't only talk about yourself in your interview, but you can also talk about the impact you want to have on other people because that's really what we're supposed to be doing as pageant title holders. And if you were to win, it can open the door to lots of other community service opportunities, etc. So really, really important to have that cause um, in your back pocket or something to say, hey, what am I passionate about? What's something that I'm already doing? Am I partnered with a nonprofit? Do I volunteer here with my church or this organization on Sundays? That can work as what a platform is. So brainstorm on that a little bit. But that is definitely something you want to bring up in your interview, along with your accomplishments, your hobbies, your passions, etc. Number three is be a good storyteller about your life. And I'll be the first to say that this is a learned skill. Not everybody is good at telling stories. And think of your favorite author or a, a novelist or a blog person that you, blogger that you like to read, right? They didn't just wake up one day and have that skill. Well, I'm sure somebody did somewhere, but most of us, you have to work towards being a good storyteller. There's there's strategy and there's tactics of playing on the emotion and connecting with the person listening to your story. Even, even as I'm talking on this podcast, I want to connect with you. So I'm communicating in a certain way. I'm leaning in and telling the story of how you can communicate in your pageant interview, how you can learn more about your life and be a good storyteller. I could just sound like this and sound like a robot and I'm explaining how to be here in an interview and, and obviously I'm over-exaggerating it. But all of those colors can show in, in a story when you're communicating about your life. It doesn't have to be boring and you can make it more interesting with your energy and your personality and your body posture and your eye contact and your facials. All of those things can come into being a good storyteller and really connecting with the judge. Next is dress to impress. So I'm kind of giving you some basics in interview and then I'll go into more what do I say, but it's really important to be aware of what you're wearing in your interview. If I come into an interview in sweatpants and a t-shirt, I might be super comfortable and I might wear that in my day to day because I'm a part-time basketball coach and I was a basketball player my whole life. So I'm really comfortable in that outfit, but 
somebody who doesn't know me, they're like, this girl is not taking this seriously. She's not dressing for the job. She's not dressing for to impress. So it's really important to wear something that you feel confident in. That's honestly comfortable. I never recommend somebody wearing something just because it's fashion forward and it's not comfy because that'll show on your face hard truth. Um, but it's really important to dress to impress dress like the title holder that you will be taking over if you were to win. That's a good way to put it. Next is be confident, poised and articulate your words. So I know it's normal to be shy, to be nervous when you're stepping into an interview, but try your best to slow down your brain and articulate your words that you are trying to convey in your interview. It comes across more intentional when girls can actually slow down and put emphasis on certain syllables or words, just like I'm doing now. I could stay here and I could talk really fast because I'm super nervous and this is how it's coming across in my interview and now I have nervous energy, right? You can hear and see the difference in that. So that is a practice skill. If you're a person who has lots of energy and tends to talk quicker in an interview, slow down, take a breath before you start answering a question. That's a tactic that I tell a lot of my clients and practice your active listening and then communicate effectively and articulate those words. Next, be mindful of your body posture and your hand gestures. This is why it's so important to do mock interviews in front of other people, because a lot of times, even as I'm speaking to you guys here, I am mindful of my posture and my facials, and I know it's a podcast, but of what I am doing with my body, because I've had to learn that being a former Miss Nebraska and being a professional public speaker, because people have pointed out, hey, Allie, you're really tall. So your hand gestures, when you go outside of your box, it's kind of intimidating to the people watching you. I'm like, okay, how the, how would I have known that if somebody wouldn't have given me that feedback? So it's really important to practice in front of other people, even if it makes you slightly uncomfortable, do it. Step out of that box, be bold and get that feedback and implement it into your public speaking and into your interview. And again, even if the platform is not required, it's really always better to have at least a cause that you care about and be able to communicate that in your interview. Okay, so those are some overall tips and tricks for anybody competing in an interview, not just newbies, but just anybody. Okay, the next thing is time limit. So it's really important to know the time limit of your pageant system. Some pageants, you literally get a two minute interview to communicate all of these things. Whereas other pageants, you get nine minutes, 12 minutes in some pageants. So that's a huge time difference, immense time difference. Two minutes, I can maybe get three, four stories in. 12, I mean, I could talk for a little bit longer. I could go 45 to 60 seconds on some answers. You never wanna drown out on your answers. If you feel like you're rambling, as I say, land the plane, come to a point, and then let the judge ask you another question. But understanding the time limit is so important because that will determine what your main storylines are, how many your goal is to get across, and how you really control your interview. So in a nutshell, anything under three minutes for an interview, you should really keep your answers to 20 to 30 seconds or less, because if you go over that, you're really only gonna have time for maybe two questions from the judge. And if you think about it, if I'm trying to get to know you and I only get to ask you two questions, how am I gonna get to know you, right? I'm gonna read your paperwork, hopefully as a judge before you start, step in the door. But if I'm interviewing 50 other girls, 100 other girls, 200 other girls, and I get two questions with you, you gotta make them count or be really a little bit more direct in your answers. And when you practice that, the judge can learn a little bit more about you, okay? 
So the shorter the interview, the more direct your answers have to be. And the same is to be said about onstage question as well, because normally onstage question is about 15, 20 seconds in your answers. Different pageant systems have different rules. So make sure to ask that. But long interviews like nine or 12 minutes can go a little bit longer in answer length. But the listener, honestly, it's human nature. You're going to start to tune out uh, at like 45 to 60 seconds. It, so it's your job to make the answer really, really interesting with your storytelling, with your body posture, eye contact, facials, etc. So that's a pretty good rule of thumb, depending on the pattern system that you're in. The next thing that might change for your interview is whether you have a panel or you have one to one interviews. So it's really uncommon to just have one judge judging an entire pageant. What I mean by one-to-one for newbies is that even if I have five judges, my interview, I'm going to be judged by one judge at a time. So I essentially will have five two-minute interviews or five one-minute interviews or five three-minute interviews or four, whatever, right? Compared to a panel is I will have one interview, but five people will be sitting at the table in front of me and I will have to answer direct answer questions from all five people. So hopefully that makes sense. When it comes to a panel interview, you definitely have to focus on the first impression for for both panel and one-on-one, but especially panel because your eye contact is really important. Similarly to when you come on stage and you want to kind of scan, take in a moment because there's a lot of people looking at you, that is also applicable in panel. If I'm only locking eye contact with one judge the whole time, I'm like, hi, my name is Allie. I'm Miss Nebraska. Everybody else in the panel is going to be like, who is this chick and why is she not giving me her full attention? That was really weird, <laughs> right? So when I walk in, I might gesture to the, with my eyes, gesture with my eyes to the main judge to be like, hi guys, I'm Allie, uh, I'm Mr. Raska, whatever, and I'm going to pan and make sure I hit every single person with warm eye contact, not staring deeply into their soul like a maniac. Don't do that. Um, but have normal eye contact, be a normal human, smile at them, introduce yourself, and then the interview will begin. So don't make them uncomfortable with your eye contact, a healthy scan, maybe an eyebrow raise, a smile. Don't like awkwardly make yourself laugh like, <laughs> like I've seen people do that before. But laughing internally just to make yourself smile and have like a bright face when you walk in is is normal too so making eye contact to the judge that asks you the question is my next tip so if the middle judge asks you the question you're going to acknowledge that judge first but as i'm answering then i'm going to go and hit the other judges with my eyes while i'm answering and then come back to that judge that asked me the question to finish that's another skill that you should practice because it makes everybody in your judging panel panel feel included and it's a way for you to control your interview okay a couple tips there then in a one-on-one interview obviously this is different than if three three four five people are sitting in front of you right so we don't want to stare into the one person's soul because there's nowhere else for them to look we want to make them feel comfortable So warm eye contact, warm body posture with energy and power is really, really important from the get-go. So be mindful of also how close you are to the judge, especially if you're seated, because like for me, I'm really tall. I have to be mindful of my hand gestures because if the judge is sitting across a small table from me, that could be really intimidating to them because I'm really close to their face. So be mindful of where you're at, what your body posture is doing and your eye contact, because that can change 100% between panel and one-on-one. Okay, now let's get into, Ali, what do I say in my pageant interview? So what are some common things that a judge is going to ask me? I've never done a pageant before. I don't know. So in a nutshell, 
you should be able to answer these questions in any pageant interview, in any system that you would potentially go into. So first of all, why do I want to be Miss Blank? Why do I want to be Miss America? Why do I want to be Miss High School America? Miss Volunteer America, Miss USA. I just said America like three times, but lots of patent systems say America in it. So why, why do you want to be this title? Are you just doing it for fun or what's the actual purpose behind it? It's a really, really important question that if you can't answer that and a judge asks you that in your interview, like how is a judge supposed to magically know if you don't know the answers to some of these questions, right? And if you think about it like that, it's, oh, I actually need to think about this. I need to self-reflect a little bit and ask myself, why am I doing this? Why does this excite me? What can I get out of participating in this program? What can being this title get me in my life? Why do I need this title to accomplish X, Y, Z of my goals, of my aspirations, of my dreams? Okay, so super important questions. I'm gonna rattle off a couple more. What makes me unique? Who is your role model? Or what makes you unique, I should say? Who is your role model in your life? How will you market the organization in a new way? How will you help recruit other contestants for the pageant organization? What are your passions, hobbies, and skills? Can you communicate those effectively? What are your biggest accomplishments in life for your age? Okay, and I want to pause here because, again, especially for our teen clients, you as a 13-year-old might not have the accomplishments like the career experience of a 19-year-old if you're competing against somebody like that in a teen competition. That's okay. Be yourself. Be able to communicate who you are as a 13-year-old. One of my biggest pet peeves as a judge of pageants is I can tell like a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old has worked with a pageant coach and they're trying to be too stiff and they're trying to act like they're 25 years old and whatever. It's like, no, you're you're literally a teenager. Be a teenager. I want you to I want you to have fun on stage. I want to hear about your hobbies. If you knit, if you like cats, if you are on dance team and you're in five clubs at school, great. Obviously, I'm not expecting you to be an intern for a lawyer, like a 19-year-old who's a freshman in college or something. Like, there's going to be a difference, and that's okay. A judge isn't comparing your life experience to another person's life experience. A good judge should say, she's 13. I'm judging her based on being a 13-year-old and what she's bringing to the table here today. Is she confident? Does she know who she is? Can she communicate? And those are skills that you should be able to do as a 13-year-old, 15, 19, 25, 28, whatever age you are when you're competing, 36, okay, random numbers thrown at you, but whatever age you are, you should be able to communicate confidently. And honestly, ladies, that's a skill that you need to take into your daily life to communicate to your family effectively in your relationships and your careers, etc. So very, very important to hone in on that skill. Okay. So what are your biggest accomplishments in life? What are your aspirations? So again, a 13-year-old's aspirations might be, I want to be on Broadway. I might want, I want to be a doctor. And when you're 19, reality might hit a little bit. And you're like, honestly, I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. But now that I've gone through a year of college, I changed my major. And now I want to be a marine biologist. Or now I want to be a chiropractor. Or now I want to be whatever it is. It's okay to change your mind. Just be honest about how you're feeling. You don't have to have this 20-step life plan all mapped out just to sound impressive if it isn't actually truly how you feel, okay? So having something and having goals and dreams and vision for your life is very important, but it doesn't have to be this massively thought out, impressive, whatever thing if it's not actually how you feel and not actually what you want for your life, okay? Next is what cause am I passionate about and want to help create change in? So that's the platform question. 
what advocacy project are you passionate about? How are you helping people in your life? And if you're not helping people, start helping people because that is what pageant girls do. And that's what you're going to have to do when you actually have that title. You're going to be encouraged to go serve your community, volunteer in the community, et cetera. So really, really important to kind of get out of your bubble a little bit and do something for your community, fundraising, soup kitchen, literally anything, get a first step volunteering for somebody um, outside of your comfort zone, outside of your school, outside of your part of town, even those create experiences that you can share in your interview because it's a really good life experience. Next question. Why did you choose this pageant? Super important on the previous podcast that I did. I think I listed like 12 pageants for you guys in different history and different qualifications for the pageants, etc. So as a judge, I honestly want to know, why did you pick this pageant system? You could have done the millions of others that exist, but why this one? Why do you want to be Miss this title holder specifically? Not Miss America, not Miss USA. Why do you want to be Miss Collegiate America? Like this specific pageant system. Got to have an answer to that. Okay. And why did you choose to compete in this pageant system overall, maybe the values of it resonate with you. Maybe the national cause that you're partnered with resonates with you. doesn't matter what it is, but you need to have a reason. What have I overcome in my life that made me grow as a person? Super important question. Okay. You can be the most accomplished person in the entire world. You can have accolade after accolade after accolade. You can be super skilled in 19 different things. But if you can't tell me how you've gone through something in your life, I'm probably not going to connect with you as a judge, to be real. Okay? There's a depth that is necessary for girls to win that national title. When you can tap into that emotional intelligence to say, hey, this was a struggle for me in my life. And here's how I got through it. And here's how I can teach other people who might be going through the same thing how to not stay in the, in the, in the root of it or in the Valley, but come up with me and overcome that challenge that they're going through in their life. Okay. That's so important. And so many people can resonate with that. I might've not had the same struggle that you went through personally, but I can resonate with pulling myself up from my bootstraps and accomplishing something in life. So really important to identify what that is for you. And please, please, please do not fabricate some story that's false because you feel like you need to say, oh, I came from a single parent home when I had two parents or I came from poverty when that's not your story. Like, don't fabricate something that's not you. But if I can challenge girls listening to this for a brief moment, if you did have a wonderful upbringing, maybe you need some more life experience. Maybe you need to push yourself in some areas that not in like an unsafe way. That's not what I'm saying, but in a, in a new way where you gain, um, the experience of going through something that's just challenging and you had to push yourself in a new way. That's life. And that builds character in you and in those storylines for pageantry. So that could be a whole nother podcast, but very, very important for you to know what have I overcome in my life and how can I help others through what I have overcome and and be a leader in that area and help communicate to other people. Okay. And finally, why should we pick you as the next Miss Blah? Another great question. You should know this. What makes you unique for the title? What are you going to do with the title? Why should the judges pick you? And if you don't know, how am I supposed to know as the judge? Really important. Okay. 
Couple final just points overall, couple tips for your interview that you should know. Know the system you're competing in, which sounds like a dub, but you should know the system you're competing in and what they're looking for. I was saying this on, again, the previous podcast, but different pageant systems look for different things. Okay. Some girls get so mad that X pageant system had five brunettes in the top five, or this pageant system was looking for this type of girl and that's not you. Okay. A pageant is a business most of the time. Some of them are nonprofits, but it's completely subjective. And if you can't first understand that before going in, you're always going to be disappointed if you don't meet the goal of whatever you set your heart out to be. Okay. It's completely subjective. So number one, you have to be okay with whatever the result is, even if you disagree. But part of that is knowing the system you're competing for. So if your system that you're competing for, again, I said this on the last podcast, some international pageants, you have to literally put your body measurements because they're looking for a specific model to win a title. Now that might not be the best pageant system for someone who's like, yeah, body positivity. This is my jam, which I love that. I love that we have different pageant systems that allow you to have different voices, right? But trying to fit your narrative into another pageant system who's like, that's not what we're about, then why force yourself to do that when another pageant system might be a greater fit for you and just amplify your voice 10 times more, okay? There are so many different tweaks and examples of that, of how a certain system might not be your fit because of various reasons. If you have any questions on that or how to find your pageant system, DM us at Powerhouse Pageantry. DM me, Ali Mancuso, or Megan Rhodes on Instagram. And we want to help you with that because I want girls to feel so empowered with the system that they choose. And it's definitely not a one-stop shop where just because my friend did this pageant means that I'm going to do it and it's going to be my fit. Okay. There are so many pageant systems out there that can give you so much that it's worth doing a little research and seeing what the best fit for you is going to be. Okay. A couple other tips. Follow the previous title holder and national title holder for trendy topics and just relevancy. So you should know the national title national title holder's name and platform cause. You should know the state title holder's name and platform cause because that could come up in your interview. You should know the national slogans or pageant mottos. So if something if the pageant slogan like Miss USA is pageantry reimagined, okay? It used to be confidently beautiful and now it's pageantry reimagined and you get a question in an interview, what does pageantry reimagined mean to you? You need to be able to explain that and fundamentally understand that that is the national pageant's slogan, okay? So if you follow the previous title holder and national title holder, they're gonna be talking about things that are just relevant to the conversation. They're gonna be working with different brands and different organizations that the national pageant cares about because they're the representative. So it's good to follow them so you stay on trend and on topic and your interview is a little bit more relevant and doesn't seem dated. And then finally, it's really important to know the uh, top pageant director's name. So if your pageant is run by an executive director, a board, a president, whatever the title is, know their name and know the helpers at the national level so you can reference them in your interview if it applies and also know the leadership within your state. So again, if it's a president, if it's a board, if it's an executive director, whatever the title is, make sure you know them by name, you're in communication with them so they know you and you're making that impression before you even step in the interview room, okay? Whew, I feel like I need to take a breath. <laughs> that was a lot of information, but you guys know me, I like over-prepared times a gajillion for my podcast because there's just so much information that I could share with you guys. And I want you to have a good pageant interview. Interview 
is a fun experience. It should be fun. It shouldn't be nerve wracking. It shouldn't be like, oh, I just had the worst interview in my life. If you're really prepared and you have done the hard work to prepare your storylines, you should walk in there so confident. It's just oozing out of every single one of your pores. And you're like, hey, what a pleasure it is for you to get to know me today. Don't actually say that. But that's literally the mindset. I tell that to all my clients. That's literally the mindset that you should have. Of like nothing you're going to say is going to shake me because I'm so confident in who I am that we're just going to have fun here. And even if you're a super big introvert and you're like, Ali, I don't have a big personality. I can't sparkle that big. You can still have that inner umph and that inner confidence to say whatever you throw at me in this interview, I know that I can handle because we're just having a conversation about me and I know me better than literally anybody else. Okay. So in a nutshell, I really hope you found lots of value in this episode this week. And we have one more one more podcast episode in our pageant newbie series. So I really encourage you to tune into that. If you missed the last uh, week of pageant newbie series, I went through every single different pageant system, not every single one, but a ton of them for little kids, teen, miss and beyond and gave you some history, gave you some elements of competition. So make sure to listen back at that. And I will see you guys in two weeks for the third week of our pageant newbie series. Hey guys, Coach Megan here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We're so honored to have you wherever you are, near or far away from the great metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska, where we are from. We are so proud to be your virtual coaches. If you could just share this with a friend that you feel like needs to hear this today, give us a five-star review if you haven't already, and click that link below in our show notes. We promise we are the nicest people, and we'd love to meet you, and we'd love to figure out if you're a good fit for our program or make a suggestion for a different coach, different consultant, different person that's a professional in their field that can help you. We're not territorial about needing to coach every person in the world. We just want you to find your right fit so that you can make your dreams come true and unlock the winner within you. Anyways, just wanted to encourage you guys in that today. Again, leave us a review, DM us um, on Instagram at any of our handles. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.